The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, mates. Ladies and gents, I am the fabulous Natalie. Joining me is the notorious Ricky Lee. And we're on this frequency brought to you by the Row City Sound Podcast Network, where we talk about being a unique human in the universe and everything that comes with it. Let's get started. Enjoy. Hey, lovely day, Ricky Lee. I'm sunburnt, so I'm a little uncomfortable right now. Oh my God. It's not that lovely right now. I've been at the pool the last two weekends, and I feel like a nice little toasty fish stick. Well, I've been sweating <laughs> profusely every day on my run. So I didn't get a, a pool. I don't have a pool. Well, Thanks for the invite. Well, you know where I live. So True story. You can always come by. I mean, whether or not I'm home, that's fine. See? Come hang out. Yep. Come, you know, get your tan on. I need to just blend because, like, my nose and my cheeks, well, I guess that has nothing to do with, like, being, sweating yeah, and tanning. Yeah, I do need to even out, like. My legs are still really white, but, like, my arms are brown. It's all over the place. Mm. But, yeah, I'm with, I got to go to the pool. No, yeah. Um, so my <laughs> my sister and her boyfriend have been over the last two weekends to go to, to be in the pool. Right. And so um, we were watching the UFC fights this weekend. And prior to that, we were hanging out by the pool. And my sister and her boyfriend having a good old time. I saw the IG. Yeah. Yeah. And it was then, good. <laughs> And then they got home late that night. And then the next morning, he still wanted to come back and have a day two of the pool. I'd be and that I was, person. I was exhausted. I respect your space, though. That's why well, I don't harass I re- you all the time. <laughs> I respect my space. So I told my sister, no, y'all can't come over. Y'all stay with my home. Love those kitties. Mm-hmm. Those kitties. So um, so then we had a pretty good, pretty good weekend. Then, good. Huh? I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. So, um, what do we got today, girl? So, today's episode, uh, we were talking about Aziz Ansari last week when we talked about his uh, sexual misconduct, right? Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about his Netflix series that was created by him and writer Alan Yang. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't know this, but it's actually based on his real life, Ansari's real life. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so, I didn't the know that. series won an Emmy for outstanding writing, and then Ansari himself. Ironically, like I think a few months before that accusation came out, he yeah. won a Golden Globe for Best Actor. For so, Master of None. Yeah, for Master of None. Mm-hmm. Now, the highly anticipated third season of Masters of None, it was reinvented, mm-hmm. right? So they tweaked it and it became uh, Moments in Love. Yes. Like in yes. a series of chapters. And it focuses on Denise, who's played by Lena White, and she's also one of the writers. Yeah. And her wife, Alicia Naomi Aki, who was the character in Masters of None. It was Ansari's best friend. Yeah. So watching it made me, A, want to raise chickens, and then B, gave me insight on just like marriage and raising a child on their own. So that's coming up. Yeah. In the series. Raising uh, chickens? I'm going to get a chicken coop, and I'm going to raise chickens. It's happening. So, um, yeah. Why? <laughs> I love chickens. And you know what? I think there's something about eating your own Eating eggs. your own eggs. Or your own raised eggs. That's weird. No, I get that part, but like raising raising your chickens—that's just a weird thing to, especially in like city life. Yeah, Yeah. in California, I don't think there's 
Well, actually, not. E- I think in this area, there people have chickens around here. Hell yeah! Illegally, you're not supposed to have chickens. I think there's like a law or something. Oh but, really? Yeah, but I got I got chickens around yeah, here. Chickens I hear in, in the morning the, the yeah the rooster. I like that. Wake me up. Yeah. I don't need an alarm. So. Huh. Anyways, I didn't know that about California, but well, we need some chickens in our life. Mm-hmm. But um, I also want to disclose that there is a big big spoiler alert in this episode so if you have not watched masters of none moments in love and you did want to tune into this push pause on this um episode watch the whole um masters of none moments in love series and then finish off with this great episode that we're gonna yep that we have meow um, meow meow Riley. <laughs> um so the in the last um the last episode we talked about body shaming. Yes, we did. Um and we had a lot of good feedback about that. Everyone wants to see the Lisa Simpson tattoo that I'm going to get. Yes. Um Nikki Legaspi sent us a DM um <laughs> calling, calling us, us chingonas. chingonas cuz you know we're just some badass motherfucking chingona i got a lot of dms with it yeah so did i we love we love hate it <laughs> i we hate hate it but th- that was it and um it was good we got though. some feedback about the dress that you weren't sure about most the majority of the the poll that i did the majority said they would wear the dress i think i got one person that wouldn't wear the dress that shared the same sentiment really? with you that like thank it was you too much. was it a male or a female a female yeah interesting so, um, yeah. yeah, all the males were like, yeah, we'll okay. yeah, wear that dress, girl. Why did I even ask that? My bad. Wear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think we got pretty good things. Um, if you have not listened to Body Shaming, um, that's our last episode. Go ahead and tune into that. Um, but there's nothing like self-love and just loving the way your body is, no matter what shape or form and what you dress it up with all you it's all love right get in touch with your boobs mm. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so this week we're actually introducing <laughs> two new segments that i'm really 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 excited about and they are rooted from the morning phone calls that natalie and i used to have we still have not used to have we still have them yes so it's moments of moments of rage and moments in love so moments in rage is basically where we ran about the things that enraged us leading up to the week because it's important to express that rage. Like, let that shit out. Let it go. Right. Get it out of your system. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is moments of rage. <laughs> that was Shout great. out to Puya. Yes. Okay. So, you want to go first? Go ahead. Okay. My moment of rage. I was really trying to relax this weekend and, you know, clean my room and get myself ready for the week. And the neighbors, which you've experienced the neighbors that we have. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, like, they they cook carnitas once a month. Like, they get, like, a whole pig. Mm, Yeah. Carnitas. Right. They're delicious, right? But my window's right there. Yeah. So the smell of cooking pork in however which way they were cooking it it was suffocating, right? <laughs> like, so I had my window open. Yeah. The breeze felt greasy. Yeah. Like, tough. I just felt like, right? Fucking shit balls. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, right? So I was like trying to incense and all that shit. But what really took my irritability to the moment of rage was that I think they must have started like at 9.30 in the morning. Of course. To play, yes, of course, loud 
continuous banda for hours. This is what I heard for 10 hours. Loud as hell. I don't know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Look, I, I can do that. I it. love to dancing. Yeah. Dancing too is fun. But not for 10 hours. Look, I've, um, like you said, I've experienced this. So when it goes on from 9 a.m., to 9 p.m. and then continues until 4 o'clock the next morning. That's absurd! It's ridiculous. And it doesn't help that the fence between this home and the next one is only about 3 feet tall. So everything just kind of... You could hear all of their conversations next door. So, oh, I know all so about think, their love yeah. lives. Yes, yes. Work, absolutely. really, all of it. So Their that, family dynamics. I know it all. It, oh, God. Yeah, I, I feel slimy right now. So that was my moment of rage. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. I've shared that rage. Mm -hmm. um, my moment of rage, customer service this weekend. And then every weekend prior to this. I can't fucking stand when I'm walking into a Target a mall, a, a whatever store, and I don't get greeted. Uh, not every store is Walmart, hun. Not I, every store has a greeter. I want the welcome, welcome in. What are you Girl, here for? you shop that everybody welcomes if, you in? If, if possible, <laughs> like I want the Walmart sticker, like as I walk <laughs> in, I want the whole experience. I want, I want to be wooed. And, and so, exhausted. I'm exhausted. And so I'm at Target over the weekend because I do like the whole pickup thing. Oh, yeah. You pick up your yeah. groceries or whatever, delivery, blah, blah, blah. So I'm walking in and, you know, they don't have a person standing there. But I go to the customer service line to pick up my order. And there's like five teenagers. Nobody's acknowledging me. Nobody makes eye contact. Nobody says, hey, we'll be right with you. Nobody says, hey, are you here for this? Nothing. Mm. So I'm like. I don't know if it's the employer or the employee or both, but y'all fucking suck. Say hi. Did you call somebody to tell them? No. Mm. I wouldn't. I didn't want to be like that. I was just going to let it out You're here. You're contributing to the... Pro oh, no. I mean, I guess. That's <laughs> you fine. know what I mean? Because then I also get it. Like, maybe you're understaffed, but the five kids are just standing around. And then, like, I don't know. I just want to be acknowledged. So that's I, my moment. I see you, Nelly. I acknowledge you now. Thank you, girl. So Think that. of me every time. That uh, Rancho Cucamonga lifestyle is catching over there now. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking take your dog to Macy's you know with what? a fresh bowl of water there for Jorge. Oh That's what you want everywhere? Oh, my God. I know how that sounds. That That's so terrible. No, Where's you the humility? What? No. That's not fair because I grew up going to Walmart and the little old man at Walmart in Fontana always greeted us and gave us a sticker. So I don't want to hear none of this rancho lifestyle. That man just screwed everything I else. came from humble beginnings and so, I just want a I hello. Just had, I just had to throw that in there real fast. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so, okay. So now we're going to do our segment of moments in love. And so like we honor our rage, we got to honor the moments of love that we experience in our everyday lives, like those joyous moments, those aha moments. They're so important. Mm. Moments in love. I'm in love. <laughs> so, my moment of love, my moment in love was that... Um, I resigned, uh, I think it was last Tuesday, last Tuesday from hey. my, was it, is it last Tuesday? I feel like it was, it was last Tuesday. Are, it was last Tuesday? Okay. 
I resigned from Dude. my my uh seventeen year career in aviation. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. girl. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And I think something you've been waiting for a long time. The last year alone, I know we'd been talking about it for a really, really long time amongst, you know, the team here at Rose City Sound because I really wanted to devote myself more mm-hmm. to the arts, to my passions. But yeah. I was so um engulfed in my career and my comfortability that it offered me that yeah. I was too afraid to make that leap. Uh-huh. So some things happened that allowed me to um, explore a new opportunity in the industry that I like, in an industry that's going to complement what we're doing here. Yeah. So I'm going to be headed to Hello Stranger, which is an awesome organization that I'm excited to be a part of. So that was my moment in love where I was elated with what I did, where I felt like a weight lifted off of me. Yeah. And I'm still feeling a little high. I'm so with excited that. for you. I'm about fucking scared, that. but I'm a, I'm I'm more like, whew, ha, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. do this. Like you know, rejuvenated almost, right? Yes, yes. And I think it's a I, it's good to be scared. I think you um, have to be scared. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And you know what? You got a whole team right here at Rose City Sound supporting Woo! you. We got your back. So I really, I honestly, yesterday was my first day, and I had um, Big Brother Jake showed up to support. We had an event in Little Tokyo at the Oishi Barrio, and he showed up. Nice. Uh, Severe showed up, nice. Jess showed up, and it felt like, and I was getting text messages from everybody like, hey, you know, good luck, yeah. have a good, I was like, oh my God. Oh, thanks. thanks for the invite, by so the way. Good. I posted it on my social media. Mm, so that was my moment socials. in love. I love that for you. Congratulations you. again. I yes, think congratulations. Be and I got to give you <laughs> mad props because I don't know if I was in your position, I don't know if I can make that same choice. So yeah. props to you for, um, I don't know how to say this without being like mean, but like having the balls to do that. Right. Like props to you. I know it's going to make you happier in, in the long run. Right. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I don't know if I could have made the same decision, yeah. but I'm but, very proud of you. But thank you. And just to kind of put things into perspective, I was already in the music industry and I made a choice uh, 20 years ago to walk away from it right. so that I could raise my family. And I had an opportunity to do that with this great company, Auto Instrument Service. Shout out to them because they've been an incredible family and support system. Yeah. And so this is my second shot. You know, I, I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. And, and it's time. My kids are grown, so it's I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. Scared I'm, shitless, but ready. Hell, you're going to do great. Um, my moment in love was that Michael Moda and I became godparents twice in the same week. How is that even meow? How is that even possible? You know, everyone, get in line. There's yeah, a you wait do have list. a line. You have a waiting list. There's a wait list. Um, if you want me to be your kid's uh, Madrina de honor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right here. So I, I think um, I just feel really blessed. And it's it's truly an honor that other people look at myself and Mike as great examples or someone that they could trust their kids with. So I'm really... So do you understand godparents as... The way I understood godparents, like growing up, like if they die, those kids are coming you, to you. Yes, absolutely. Like they're gonna come and live with you. Right, they're my responsibility. And I and think that's, that's how you take it. I take it more of. I'm seeing it more of a spiritual in a spirituality side so where they're not gonna physically move in with you. No, yes, they are gonna. But besides that, I feel that your godparent um, should be somebody that you look to that can give you examples, give you guidance, whether they be religious or not. Um, 
I almost want to say it that it's more of a I'm the fun parent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> myself that, okay. that title. <laughs> Let's see if I live up to it. And I know Michael Mora will be great. But that's my moment in love. Can I baptize Jorge? Yeah, Can I be I'm, somebody's think, god parent? I think you have to Jesus. baptize Jorge. He's a little shithead all the time. I'll teach him. <laughs> I will teach him. <laughs> that was a great moment in love. Mm, I love it. Okay. But uh, let's move on. We got the juicy juicies. The juicy juicies. Mm. <laughs> Where are we at? Oh, here we go. Let's so, roll. So we got into watching all of Moments in Love. And in the first full episode of this, they paint the picture of um, the characters Denise and Alicia and what their love is like, how they live, what their day to day is like. And I thought that the first episode was just Beautifully perfect representation of Mike and I's relationship. From, from them, there's a scene where um, Alina White's uh, character, I think throughout she's just smoking weed from she morning to night. She smokes weed all the time, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Michael Mora. Oh. All the way through. And then like um, Alicia's getting ready and she doesn't want to leave the bed. That, and she's like, no, but five more minutes. And then she keeps talking to um, to Denise. I, I, and I was okay. Like, hold on. So me. now I get it because yeah. I was confused why you wanted to talk about this show. Right. We've talked about how like nobody talks about marriage. marriage. Yeah. Right? We've talked about that. And so, for, correct me if I'm wrong. You watching this show mm-hmm. gave you insight about the realities of marriage that you may not have known before. And I think that in it addition was to that, because uh-huh. now that you're describing it and I'm going back and thinking about it in my head, I'm like, holy shit, that is a very descriptive comparison yeah. that you and Michael Moda's relationship very much reflects that of uh, the two, the lesbian couple. R- right. <laughs> and not that we're a lesbian couple, but how they display it, how they display their relationship. They're very different. And very different and very the same. But I also wanted to add that when we were talking about the um, in our episode, um, men can't live with them, can't live without them. And we talk about how nobody talks about marriage. I felt like this series, it, it just kind of came in and said, oh, this is what you need to talk about. So this is what you would give your kids like, look, don't look at my life. Just watch this series and this will explain everything about marriage that you need to know. I wouldn't say that much, mm. but I would say like it's, that it's a good, it's something to think about. So what did it tell you? That you that didn't? shit is hard. Right. <laughs> okay, it's so, hard. So let me ask you this. Difficult. So now that you, you, so what? Did you expect that it was going to be easy every day? No, no, not at all. I think that I just didn't see... I don't think I've seen too many examples of what a relationship is to this extent. So because when we watch movies or shows, it's all dramatized and it's all over exaggeration, right? So you're not actually getting the raw truths. I felt like this gave it to you 
it gave you a different perspective. It gave you like, yeah, you know, it shit is great. And here I am feeding the chickens and we're washing laundry together to our favorite song. But then there's the other part of, and you know, as it goes on in the other, um, the other episodes where they're talking about having a baby and one is more convinced than the other, but no one really talks about like, so I want to know how in a relationship, who is the first one that talks about babies? It doesn't matter. I know, but usually one person is more excited about having a baby than the other person. Sure. Is that the male or the female? It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't, but, but, but here's what I'm saying. So it varies by relationship. Mm-hmm. Because we're all unique human beings and right. everyone experiences everything different. So whoever brings it up, yeah, I think the, the more important thing is, is being able to have the courage to bring up whatever it is that you want to bring up. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to courageously bring up things that you want in your marriage, yeah. that's already a problem. Right. Right. But once you talk about it, you might not get, most times you, you're not going to get the same enthusiasm about right. it from right. the other person. And we have to be okay with that. Right, because but who often, tells us that? Huh? Nobody tells us that. Right. That your partner isn't going to be as enthusiastic as you in some areas of your life together. Whether it be the baby conversation, the finance conversation, the retirement, the this, the that, the other. And I don't think it should be. Because, right. Because if you have just an abundance of, of enthusiasm equally on everything, mm-hmm. then that's like too much. It's overflowing. It has to be a balance because you're going to be enthusiastic about different things than they are. And then slowly that might progress into different interests and different enthusiasms for it. Right. But but I think more now I'm now I'm kind of getting where you're going with this. I think more importantly, uh-huh. it you have to be willing to have those courageous conversations. Yeah. You have to be willing to say, like, I could imagine I really want to have a baby, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not feeling his vibe that he wants to have a baby. Yeah. So maybe I'm not going to say anything about wanting to have a baby. No, don't do that. Say you want to have a baby and express freely what it is that you want and learn how to get over that hump together, Mm -hmm. right? And then because, so in this show, she wants to have a baby Mm -hmm. and her partner, she's like, She's a little hesitant. She's hesitant. She's hesitant about having a baby, but they try to have a baby, right? Yeah. She gets pregnant, mm-hmm. and this is where, like, I see the other side of this, right? Mm-hmm. They have a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. She has a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what put, what do you call it, the nail on the coffin? Hit the nail on the coffin? So one spouse was already feeling that the other spouse didn't want the baby. And then the miscarriage happens, which is traumatic for both of them. Right. And now that unenthusiastic spouse is even, like, more unenthusiastic, not unenthusiastic, but traumatized sure. or like, yeah. like traumatized, isolated and not saying anything. Right. So now the, the spouse is like, fuck, you really didn't want to have this kid. Yeah. And he's assuming all of these things and is thinking because we are so good at human me as human beings to self-sabotage, right. assume and put things in our heads that we think other people are saying or feeling when that's really not the case. Yeah. And instead of openly and courageously saying. So I'm feeling like this. Mm-hmm. we'd rather not. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problems come in. Right. And they did a very good job at displaying that. The communication piece 100%. of one is just going off the rails and can't believe that the other doesn't feel the same sentiments as 
as her right. in, in this whole miscarriage situation. But the other one just, and that's who we are as humans, we just react differently. Doesn't mean that um, uh, Lena White's character was, you know, less unfazed or right. didn't care. It's just how she, that was the way that she processed it. Right, and right, And we right. don't accept how people process things or how right. quickly people respond to things. Yeah, or get over or get past or the way that they communicate with it. But you know why I think that is? Because now you got my thoughts flowing. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm like, why, why would I get mad at you yeah. for not responding to me the way I want you to respond to me? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's easier for me to get mad at you mm-hmm. for not processing and responding to me mm-hmm. than for me to sit with myself right. and process myself. Yeah, no, if I don't, don't have to do, do that. If, if I could do that with you yeah. and distract myself with you, then I don't have to deal with myself. Yeah, yeah. Now we're pointing that's, the finger somewhere else. That's meow, 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 meows right there, bro. You. Oh, sorry. I'm a little bummed. Come on, man. Meow, 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 meow. Facts right there with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I couldn't agree more. I believe that that's also something we have to just live with and be aware of consistently because we want someone else to share the same pain and if you're not expressing your pain the way I want you to express it well that's not good enough and now I'm pissed at you because you're not you're not hurting like I'm hurting so now I'm gonna hurt you that's an unrealistic expectation like that's terrible that's sad but again but but we do that we're human we do do that but how do you like unwrap yourself from that so that in the end you can just you know be with your partner and just be with your partner yeah. And not have all of this expectation for, I need this from you because I can't fill my own cup with this. Mm-hmm. Or I can't process my own things. Or, And I didn't think about it until right now that I'm actually saying that. Because I'm reflecting of all the times in my life looking back. No, yeah. Where I placed blame mm-hmm. on my partners because mm-hmm. I really just didn't want to deal with it myself. I was mm-hmm. too afraid to. Yeah. So I did, um, I did do a poll on IG. And I asked people what they wish their parents would have told them mm. about marriage. Mm-hmm. What was the response? Very interesting responses. Okay. So one person said that <laughs> to have considered being a cat lady forever instead of getting married, that would have been easier being a cat lady. <laughs> I agree. Meow, 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 meow. Sorry, I didn't have to see that. Somebody else then said, to be prepared for tough times, don't devalue yourself as you deserve the same love you give. Mm. Okay? I like that one, too. Somebody else said, just bone. Yeah. Just have a lot of sex. Yeah. Sex is important in a relationship. Right? Mm-hmm. And someone else said, I like this one, too. This is all very well-balanced answers. And I guess the answer is a little bit of everything. Yeah. That the constructs of marriage are dictated by societal standards and yes. not by love. Yes. Yeah, <gasps> a thousand percent. That's right. Societal standards. And then I like this one also kind of reaffirmed. I just have two more. That every day won't be a great day with your mate. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not going to be a good day every day. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then shit balls. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our drops, guys. We have new drops. <laughs> um, and then lastly, so the question is, what do you wish your parents would have told you? This person said nothing. They led by example right? Whether it was good or bad. Mm. So that also goes on transparency. Like what your parents allowed you to see 
experience. Right. I think it's important to show conflict resolution. Yeah. Not just the conflict part. Right. And you make up behind the, you know, the scenes. No, show conflict resolution. Yeah. Show that you can't have big. a problem with one another. You can have a disagreement with one another mm-hmm. and that you talk through it. Yeah. That's the most important part of marriage, I think. Hell is, yeah. Is conflict resolution because you're not always going to see eye to eye. You're not always going to be on the same page. Yeah. And sometimes it can cause a lot of friction. And it's, right. how you, it's how you manage that friction and how you overcome that friction that leads to a stronger, happier marriage. Yeah. How do we fix it together? How do we fix it together? Mm-hmm. Now, I was very fascinated by the miscarriage part of mm. the show because I don't think I've ever had, I say I don't think I've ever had a miscarriage <laughs> only because sometimes I read that you don't know you had mm-hmm. a miscarriage. Mm-hmm, that's true. But I don't, I've never had a miscarriage. I'll say it like that. Yeah. Have you ever had a miscarriage? Not that I know of. Okay. So I was really, um, I flipped out about it because I read that a lot of females feel very guilty when that happens, right? But they have absolutely nothing to do with it. There's no, that they actually did studies on this. They don't have the exact reasons why that happens. Stress contributes to it. There's a lot of little elements to it, but they can never go back in the studies that they've done after to 100% Pinpoint. pinpoint why miscarriages happen. Doesn't make it any less traumatic. Right. Oh, my God. Because I know, especially in my own family, Mm -hmm. some of the women in my family have experienced miscarriages. It's very traumatic, not only for the woman in the relationship, but also the man. Like, it's very traumatic on their relationship, too. It causes a lot of strain because they they were emotionally connected for for having a baby, and and they were excited. They were getting their hopes up, and that hope is dashed, like, in a second. Yeah, yeah. And so it's very traumatic, and it takes a lot to overcome a miscarriage in a relationship too which is wild to think that as common as this is that's something else no one talks about it's and not. now it's coming up more um i feel that there are more couples that talk about their miscarriages and i could even say i have a lot of friends a lot of family members this that the other that i know of that I've had miscarriages and it's so traumatic. And I'm just thinking like, Oh fuck. Well, and the reason nobody talks about it is because you have to open up yourself and yeah. make yourself even more vulnerable, vulnerable than you are in that moment when mm-hmm. you've lost that child. Like yeah. you, you have to open yourself up to more people coming in and asking questions than you mm-hmm. normally would yeah. otherwise. And yeah. it, that's the hardest part I think for women yeah. who go through this is that you're already vulnerable. You're already traumatized and scarred from this you know no matter how far along you were right and now you don't want to talk about it it's not something you want to openly talk about so it doesn't get talked about right i i agree so the american college of obstetricians and gynecologists said that 40 percent of the women who had a miscarriage said they felt they had done something wrong to cause it and 47 percent felt absolutely guilty but Mm -hmm. that you go into this form of isolation which goes back to why we don't necessarily talk about it yeah. What I know that I'm going to do now, and it was because of watching this series and how they depicted it, mm-hmm. and then everything that happened afterwards, I have a different sentiment for those women. Like, I would hear about women that had miscarriages, people that I knew too, and I would, like, I would empathize, Yeah. but it didn't really put understand. too much thought into it. I, 
now I feel like, man, I could probably be a little bit more encouraging or caring or say something, you know, uh-huh. I'm going to do that now because uh-huh. I'm like, wow, like that's a whole experience. Yeah. And I can't imagine like trying to get past it and then, all right, let's try again. Yeah. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Which, Which actually, you know what? I was thinking, um, Teddy Pendergrass, he's from uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, mm. but I love Teddy. I'm a huge Teddy Pendergrass fan. His mom, I think, had like like 10 plus miscarriages before Teddy Pendergrass was born and, or conceived. Oh, wow. It was like, they called him like a miracle baby. Oh, shit. Yeah. I gotta well, find out how Paolo many. Paolo had a whole bunch of miscarriages as well, And no? she kept one of her fetuses oh. in a jar. Mm, see? And all of her, actually, a lot of her artwork reflected that, that pain. Yeah. Like, and it was scary shit that she drew. Yeah. Her, like, yeah, hers wait, was so, so if you look at her artwork, you're like, oh, okay, so that's scary. Is that what it feels like? Yeah, that's what she was going through. Yes. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Man. So. But if you look at marriage in the grand scheme of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of the commentary that we got from folks said, like, hey, like, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. Like, you're going to have bad days. Yeah. When do those bad days feel like, I don't want to have any more bad days with you. I don't want your mess. How do you, because like, let's say you have, let's say you have one good year and then you have two shitty years and you're like, I can't do a third year like this, right? But because you're only seeing the last two years that you felt shitty. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily projecting that the next lifetime you have to spend with this person is going to get any better. You're just temporarily thinking about how shitty it is. Yeah. So you want to get out. So I imagine that if you had a, a crystal ball and you got to see your marriage from beginning to end when you both die next to each other. Mm. And you saw that out of the 30 years that you were married, five of them were bad mm-hmm. throughout the 30 year marriage. Yeah. Would you now struggle differently in those bad years? And be like, hey, it's cool. It's going to be a bad year, but it's going to get better. Like, <laughs> I'm not even fine. worried about it because we've got 25 plus years that are going right. to be good. Right. You would yeah. look at it differently, right? Yeah. Because no, you. It's not so bad. If it's all, not so if bad. I got the rest of my life to be okay and not be bad, be bad, then we're good. But because we don't know that, mm-hmm. right? And or because we don't give, we don't respect marriage or partnerships or the individual people in that partnership and in that union because we don't respect it or because we don't have faith in it, we can easily walk away from it because it's too hard. Yeah. These, these difficult days are too hard. Yeah. Because you can't see the bigger picture. Right. Because I, I think about, like, my grandparents. You know, my grandfather was an alcoholic, and my, I know my grandmother struggled a lot with, with living through that. She uh-huh. never gave up on them, though. They left each other. They had all kinds of problems. Yeah. But I'm looking at it like, I wonder if my grandmother felt in that time like, shit balls. Can it get any worse? I want to get out of here. Can it get any worse, right? right. Shit balls. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm done with this. Had she given up, I look at what my grandparents are doing right now. They're living like their best life, like traveling all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're living with my dad. Like, he's cooking. They're enjoying their family. It and it's good. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. Yeah. I guess that's case by case, right? Because how how bad does it have to get for you to... How, how much are you willing to tolerate? 
Is it a tolerance thing? Well, going back to your guys' episode about conditional or unconditional love. Like, if it's... Yeah. Amen. Like, you guys were mm. talking about that in that mm. episode, too. Like, yeah, we always go back to it. Yeah, you go back, back to, to it. it. So... Is it unconditional or if, not? If you, if you are thinking <laughs> about, like, giving up, is, it, is your love unconditional? Yeah. The I answer mean, to that it would be no. If, you, if you're thinking if you about... Like you know, if you're thinking about calling it quits, then your love is not condition or is not unconditional. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Like I, I more recently, like I've really thought about that. I've thought about like the last relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Like it really wasn't that bad. Like in my head, I was like, I'm not gonna take this and I'm not gonna take that because I was bringing my past into what I didn't want in my future. But I totally overdid that. Yeah. Like to a detriment. Yeah. When in reality, it was like, this really wasn't that bad. Like you had 90%, it was good. And this 10%, you could not handle and you want to throw tantrums because Mm -hmm. it's not perfection. Like be patient with it, Ricky. Like, Jesus, what do you want? Right. I I think everyone knows where I stand with this whole unconditional love thing. I think that it has conditions, right? I think that well, yeah, because if you're again, if you're getting beat or your right, life is at not, risk, then that you're not gonna right. stay. And you know, shout I praise and I shout out your your grandma for for having been going through that, and you know, and it worked out, and she's happy, and both of your grandparents are happy together now. Um, but I and we don't, I don't know those stories, right? But I wonder, like, where did the alcoholism like what was the lowest low you know did that involve did that involve gambling the money away um or you know spending all of the the rent money on alcohol or was it was there cheating involved was there um uh, mistreatment involved uh, all of Physical those things abuse, like, yeah. yeah yeah so i think like i think for me i you know, and I don't know, but everyone experiences it differently and everyone has different tolerances. So it is, so it is hard, but I guess. So what's your deal breaker? My deal breakers. Since you have conditions. My deal breaker has to be the cheating. It's still God. No, we can go. Let's talk about it. We could talk about it again, but I think that for me, that's the biggest like disrespect. Why? Because. Please don't, again, I don't like. Nobody wants that. No, yeah. Um, I just think I believe that if you're if you're not interested in what's going on here at home, then you don't gotta cheat. Just leave me and go live your best life. But sex is one piece of who you are. So how far so but sometimes it's not just sex, right? It's you're taking them out, you're showing them a good time, you're promising them the world. What if you're, you're just not only physically cheating, you're emotionally cheating, yeah, and you're spiritually cheating, yeah. So, okay, so what if you're giving all of yourself to, to that person else. in that moment, and now you're leaving me with astray. nothing? I completely disagree. I've had sex without giving myself completely to a person, I've been <laughs> able to 100%, like, you could talk about boundaries. Because uh, you could totally go into it, male or female, and be like, I'm going to go do this, yeah, this transaction, but I'm going back home because I know, yeah, I'm not trying to lose any of this, but I just need, you know, a Big Mac right now. Sure, sure, I have sure, this, sure. I, so I have this me, craving for, for me, that 
for me, I agree with Natalie. Like cheating, right. cheating is that's it. That's yeah. where I draw the line. It's such a carnal, the prehistoric reason, thing. The reason being is because my wife and I stood in front of her family, in mm-hmm. front of my family, right, and made vows to God and in front of our friends and family that we would not do that to each other. So not only are you breaking a promise to me, yeah. you're breaking a promise to your family, right. my family, and God. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so and now you're embarrassing me. I'm embarrassed. Right. Okay, so but watch I'm this. I'm humiliated. But watch this. Okay, so all right, you cheat. What is your whole family gonna come after you and completely like say you promised in front of all of us that you wouldn't do this? That's not reality. So you could promise left and right in oh, front of people and in reality. front of God, but people don't come after you. You don't want people up in your business like that. You're not gonna go and tell people, hey, everybody. She cheated on me. Let's go get after her because That's, she promised. It, it wouldn't be like, not like that. You're not going to string her up and like hang her from the bridge or something like that. Like, But why not? Because what no. you're saying is like you promised this in, and it's a big deal. It's and the, I'm not it's saying the shame. that. So me coming from a very conservative Christian background, uh-huh. like very ultra conservative Christian background, it's the shame that that would bring from my family. Yeah. That is... That's that's like that's the the knife in in the back. Like that's, you know what I mean. Like because we made those vows in front of everybody and in front of but God. But that's the one. Vows. But that's the one thing that the two of you. It's, it's both of your break, deal breaker. Absolute deal breaker. So so you could get beat. Oh no, that would be another deal breaker. I'm not about to get beat. Yeah, I don't want to get beat either. But I don't think my wife would. Ever I'll throw that. my fucking chunkla. Get the fuck out of my house. So, yeah, no. No cheating, no beating. No gambling. Don't gamble. Again, like, and don't get me wrong, because I, I come from a history <laughs> of being cheated on. Well, no, I do, too. Every relationship that I was, I've ever been in would ended in cheating. And it's not a deal breaker for you? No, it's not. So you're, It wouldn't be a deal breaker for me now. So, you, so if you started dating somebody and they were, you, you were committed, mm-hmm. monogamous relationship, and they had somebody on the side. You'd be okay with that? Well, first of all, hold on. <laughs> I have to think about. It's what? just, it's tricky. <laughs> answer no, tricky. answer no, no, very no, no, carefully. No. Because, because here's yeah. the thing. God, I had, here's the thing. I had a really, really good conversation with one of the male family members in my family. Okay? Okay. I'm not going to say who he is. No. But we were talking about from the male perspective, cheating and all that, right? And he was like, you know what? You know, like, when you're hungry and you just (laughs) have a craving for something, it doesn't mean you're going to go and eat that every single day because you just have a craving for this one steak that Mm. this one restaurant makes. Mm -hmm. And this one restaurant only makes it like that. And so you go and you have some steak. And you ain't trying to have that steak every single day because it was just a craving. And then you go back to your regular life. And if that craving comes once every six months, and then maybe a year from now you have a craving for shrimp. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? That it's just, it's just that animalistic right. desire yeah, right. that We're you want to exercise. But right. it doesn't mean that you want to leave everything that you've built with someone for a piece of steak. Okay. And I get that. And I then, get that too. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because I'm not saying I would like to know. I 
I a thousand percent agree with everything that you just said. Does that piece of steak mean more to you than what you have over here? Because that's what you're putting on the line by going to that restaurant and getting that one piece of steak that does ha- has it that one way. You are putting everything else that you love on the like you are gambling that. Okay, so I hear you. This is why I think this is why I'm passionate about the cheating part because I feel like it's discriminated against. Okay. Rest in peace, my aunt Rosie. Uh, Always goes back to my aunt Rosie, right? But like how you just said, are you willing to risk everything for this one piece of steak? Mm. This one piece of steak ass. Okay. I think about (laughs) I think about her health, right? Yeah. Like she was my aunt Rosie's health because. The way that she dealt with her depression and her anxieties yeah. was she ate. Okay. Right? So she ate her emotions and she, you know, was, was overweight. Okay. Morbidly overweight at one point in her life. Okay. And I remember having a conversations with her, with her sons where it was like, but don't you care about us to want to change your lifestyle so that you live longer? So you're willing to risk eating and consuming all of this food. You're willing to do all of that and let all of this go and potentially die sooner, or earlier, or faster than to get healthy and, and to be disciplined and to stay with me. That's where I feel like the whole cheating thing, it's like we prioritize cheating as the number one reason, you know, that we should leave people and abandon people instead of just understanding, A, the human dynamic and human desires and attraction, knowing how not to abuse that necessarily or so to speak. And we completely dismiss every other Flaws about shit that fucks up our marriages. Right. That's not how marriage was designed, though. Well, marriage was designed to acquire assets and to join monies. None of it based on love. love. None of it based on love, which goes back to the what the that the constructs of marriage are dictated by societal standards and not by love. Because there there are, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find this in the book. um, I think it's called Sex at Dawn. I think Mm. it's Sex at Dawn. There's a whole chapter in there about a little village Mm -hmm. in, I think it's Japan, where everybody has their house, their home, and then whenever the couples want, she can go do some other dude, and he can go do some other dude, but nobody says anything about it. He doesn't know who she's doing, she doesn't know, but they, and no matter what, they always come back home. Yeah. No matter what. Right. And no, don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to know. And it's not that they're going out every day, but whenever they feel like it, they have that opportunity to do that. So, and everybody lived harmoniously. There was no beef. Everything was good. Everybody was respected. Wait, and I'm sorry, men and women could do this equally? Yes, the men and women. So I'm going to find it, but watch, hold on. Let me ask because you then Christianity comes along mm-hmm. and they're like, yo, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This is not right. This is not proper. You should not be doing this. Right. And wanted to force that culture to switch over to Christianity to honor marriage like what we're talking about. Right. And disrupted these people's harmonious way of, way of living after living like that for hundreds of thousands of years. Right. To the point where they said, if you don't change to do this, we're going to cut off your food supply and we're not going to bring you in any resources that help sustain your community until right. you convert. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no different than radical Islam religion today. Like they Christianity? I know. They Christ, all these religions have done this at some some point in their past. Right. 
even the Catholics. Like Catholics had. Oh, they're notorious. Right. Um, my question to you is, is if you were to get in a relationship today, would you allow your partner to have an open relationship? Like, would you, would you allow them to go, in your example, and go sleep with other people as long as they came back home? And would you demand the same in return? Yeah, because what if I want to do it? Right. Would you? Would you? Would you? Um, commit to an open relationship. Like, yes, we we are together, quote unquote, but we're gonna go sleep around with whoever we want to sleep with. But at th- at the end of the night, when we go home, quote unquote, we're together. So I think that I would say that I would say this, and I'm not I'm not coming up with these like, you know, I'm not thinking about this because it's what I want. But I'm thinking realistically, even on my own behalf. Because yeah. I'm 40, right? I don't know where I'm going to be 10, 20 years from now or how my body's going to change or the things that I'm attracted to are going to change or what my desires, how that... I don't know where I'm going to be when that time comes, right? What I do know is that whoever I have next to me, I want who I want to love unconditionally and love me back, whoever I have next to me that's building something with me, my partner, the, my role dog, like, hey, we're ride or die, yeah. I want them to... to to know that if I do have that appetite for something different on a, on a sexual perspective mm-hmm. and I want to go and do that, that I'm going to be safe, that I'm going to be, and I'm never going to bring any of that home and I'm not going to let anything get in the way of what we've built, right? Yeah. And I would expect the same in return from him. And I don't want to know shit. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. Please don't operate it for me to find out. I don't want to know what you do on that time to do that is that, but always don't disrupt what we've built. Yeah. Do not compromise because ultimately like what my biggest fear is, is like building with someone like waiting to exhale the movie, right? Where her whole career, she devoted her whole life to his legal career. I don't know what he was. Right. And then she, he cheats on her with somebody else and he leaves her for that woman. I would hate, to lose everything that we built right. to that's another woman. I, that's what I would hate. I would not want that. So so I even introduced that into your relationship in the first place. Because I don't think relationships are just about sex. I don't think, I don't believe that people leave people just for sex. I don't. I no, think I, that. I get that. But you're allowing this person to have, your, whoever you're, you're with, you're allowing that person to have a physical and emotion con- emotional connection because if you do it enough, someone's going to get emotionally attached. Yeah, there's an attachment. Right? There's, there's an emotional attachment because sex is emotional at the same time. You can have emotionless sex, right. but at the same time, you have that same sexual partner over and over. Don't disagree. So, so why would you even introduce because that? Because guess what? Because even if I say I don't want that and don't do this and don't cheat and be disciplined and do that, shit still happens. So for me, if it's... If it's better to have a transparent relationship and be straight up about what we yearn for and what we appetize in specific moments, I'd rather know the truth about you yeah. than to lie to me and be like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Oh, I, well, which is a reality because y'all do that. But I think and I don't say y'all. We yeah, do that. We, we do y'all, that as people. Uh, you know, I, I was y'all. about to generalize <laughs> that. Like, <Shit>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all men. But it's not y'all men. It's we as people. We yeah. will do that. There's no doubt that... You could be in, in a low part of your marriage where you're feeling like shit. It's not working out. Someone's going to hit you up one day and talk to you in a manner in which 
you really needed to, to hear. Yeah. And now I'm going to like twinkle my little eyes like, oh. And you're going to want some of that because you're going to need that sprinkle in your life. And exactly. guess what? You may have a wonderful conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. You might take that attraction and it might elate you. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't even have to physically do anything with this man. But right. you actually end up going home feeling a little better about yourself. Right. And you may end up having a better conversation with your man and your husband and end up probably having explosive great sex. You have to allow for those attractive energies to come into your life and learn how to use them and mm. not to be afraid of them. So I, I like... I, I just like went my, all over the place with this. And I want to bring it all back in because you said something great about... Or everything that you said was great. And you mentioned, you know, somebody else is going to spark your a conversation with you and it's going to be great and you're going to love it. And you absolutely, I agree that you have to have conversations with other people that are not your spouse because you want to stay stimulated, you want to stay interested, you want to go back and and share something that you learned yes. with your spouse that you learned from somebody else. And and I think that that's the great thing about humans is that we can all communicate and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be um, romantic or intimate. And if you just spark a conversation, I think that sometimes that's all we need. It is, and I say it all the time. We just want to communicate. We just want someone to listen to us, right? And, and actually to add to that because transparency is terrific but not always to share from mm -hmm. one of our viewers right. so oh, yeah. I, I want to say this i don't necessarily yes transparency is king and you have to know when to be transparent right i do not necessarily want to know everything about you right and i think because that you have i don't to, want you to know everything about me right and you have to be able to gauge what are the right conversations yes. to have with your with your spouse i yes. can't be going and telling mike something that somebody that's like I don't know that he might think like is super hot and super attractive and, and me going, Oh, Mike, so-and-so just dazzled yeah. me with great conversation. And yes, because then Mike's gonna be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Who the fuck are you talking to? Right. And it may not, may not even be a, um, an intimate or kind of romantic, or I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in your pants type of conversation. It could have right. been like, Hey, look, this is a Del 10. But if, but if Mike, might have read it like, oh, it's a Dell 10 computer. Is that what he said? Then they'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit, I should have said that. Right. Um, but OK, so that's one thing, right? The communication with other people and the opposite sex is important. And I I think everyone should do it. Know when to do it. But OK, so you said go do whatever it is that you want to do with another person. Don't tell me about it. And I don't want to hear it. And then Bartley brought up a great point that sex is very emotional and you get attached. And so you don't care about that because you know that at, or you're saying at the end of the I day. I do care about that, but I've had. But you're saying is, is that let your significant other, your spouse, your person go do whatever they need to do for themselves without the emotion being there because you needed to have the gourmet steak for one day because you need to treat yourself. But right. now, I mean, sometimes we like gourmet steaks once a month. And then it turns into twice a month. And then it turns and into... Let's say, and let's say that you're really disciplined with this, right? You only have it once a month. But that, that gourmet steak loves it when you come in. And they're just waiting. And I'm saying this because a long time ago, I had a friend that was super in love with someone that was married. 
So she was the other girl. She was the. Did she know she was the other girl? Absolutely. Oh, damn. She a thousand percent knew. And I think that relationship went on for like three to five years. It went on for a long time to the point where he was like, don't worry. I am going to leave her. You're the one. I love you. I feel like, yes, Mm. yes. But what she didn't know was like, girl, you just, you just the gourmet dinner. He he doesn't give a shit about you. That's what I'm saying. But look, but this is where it gets twisted. This girl is going to come in and find out everything that you do and who you are. And she's going to want to sabotage this relationship because why is, why are you getting it? And she's not. Wait, what? The gourmet steak is going to take a steak knife out and come after you. Yeah. Which is why we're not able to be free in our relationships because sure, we know that our intentions are good. There's always, always, always jealousy. What's the point? That's what I'm saying. What is the point of getting married? What is the point of being? We're too possessive. Yes. We're too possessive. We don't know how to be, we don't know how to think freely we don't we're not free think we're not programmed to think freely and again i think about frida and diego's relationship right right again diego said i've given more affection in a handshake he slept with some of the models but then frida did her thing too while they were married she slept with women mm-hmm. slept with the philosopher they're right. both but in the end and no matter what they always ended up back together and, and they always the trusted each other's lives with one another and it didn't mean that it did not sting both right, of them, because because when he pain. when he found out that she was sleeping with I can't remember the name of the philosopher. Oh, it hurt him. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, more than she was with all the shit that he was doing. Mm-hmm. But but they still you always go back to one another. Mm-hmm. They had the arts in common. They had their the social movement in common. They had a lot. They had more things that brought them together yeah. than the devices that but separated them. I would say that relationship is an anomaly. There, you're not gonna find that. Agreed. Exactly. I believe you can. I believe you can. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you could find someone who. I don't is think people talk about it because because you don't, you don't want to be judged by people. Exactly. Society doesn't want that for you. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna go and be and be in love with this mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and share your life with mm-hmm. four other men or women. Mm-hmm. Hell no, because again, religion gets in the way, the law gets in the way, money gets in the way, finances, property, ownership, never about love. Right, right, right. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Perfect drop. <laughs> so it's complicated. And, Love and is complex. complicated. And that's it. Stop trying to simplify it. Yeah. It's simply complicated. Look at fucking Lena White, um, Alicia and Denise in this series. At the end, they still went back to each other. Amen. And mm-hmm. And then talked about it. Yep. And talked about the shit they could have done differently. Would it have worked out? Would it have not? So, I don't know. I guess, you know, if if you would, if you did want an open relationship or just to be free in your relationship, it's some, it has to be with someone that you trust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. But I do believe in it. I think we've seen it. Yeah. We see it. And we know that it can work. And it's weird because I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that I want somebody to cheat on me. And I'm not saying that (laughs) I'm not saying that it wouldn't hurt or that it wouldn't sting. Right. But I also don't want to set myself up for 
unrealistic expectations at being a human being. Yeah. And the human experiences mm -hmm. and the flaws that we endure. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what I wonder what Michael Moda thinks. He's sitting back there tonight observing us. Hi. Hi, honey. I can see him through the glass. Um, but it's interesting. Where do we, like, would he be cool? Y'all gonna I have be a cool? deep conversation tonight. That ride home. Woo! Ride home's gonna be Ooh, real peasy. It'll peachy. be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll have chocolate cake. I love cake. <laughs> um, but damn. I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Damn, that was a good one. To be continued? Hell yeah. You know, we're, I think we're always going to circle back to this. It, I think it's something th we won't ever get past. And I think because love. both you are in a marriage and I'm trying to figure one. out, a f you're in a fresh marriage and I'm on a quest to love myself and understand what it is that I want from a partner. Yeah. Right? And we're both in two different spaces. Yeah. And it is going to be a reoccurring theme because we're learning about each other like that. Yeah. And and the goal is, is that, you know, people listen and be like, OK, you know what? Wow. I felt like that. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't think about something like this mm -hmm. and find what ingredients fit best for you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Everyone's unique in their relationship. So do what you do and do it well. Yeah. You do. You communicate, boo. love each other, have amazing sex. That's important. Mm. But um, that's it, y'all. Thank you for everyone who's on Twitch. Y'all right. are amazing over there. I see some commentary. Great Thank stuff. you so much for that. Um, we are live every Monday on Twitch. So it's twitch.tv forward slash on this frequency. And um, lastly, I just want to give a shout out. Last week, we had Hong Kong as our new um, country Ooh. of listeners. Yes. Um, this week, we have the Netherlands and France. Hey, so we bougie. Thank you, uh, Netherlands and France, for listening to us. Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for doing what you do. We international now. Mm. Mm. We love it. Je t'aime, France. I don't know if I said Willy that right. Willy. Teach me some French people. I love it. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Have a good night. Increase the peace. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week. I am Ricky Limota, and I'm joined by the beautiful Natalie Mota. And we're live from Rose City Sound Studio in the beautiful Inland Empire. Shouts out to Big Brother Jake for all of the love and support. Today's episode was produced by the infamous Juice Box Bartley. We are on this frequency. Make sure to share us, like us. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Make sure if you have any questions, you got topics you want to talk about, hit us up, email us. On this frequency at gmail.com. Support the movement. Drop it like it's hot. See you later, y'all. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking shit balls. <laughs>